You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like fancy island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. Welcome to the South Siders podcast with myself, Gabe Ramirez, and filling in for Shane Reardon today. we got our producer extraordinaire, Tyler Buterball. What up, Tyler? What's going on, Gabe? How you doing? You know, I know you're a Cub fan, so it breaks your heart to get over here. But, you know, <laughs> on a Chicago Bear Monday... When, when the city has come together, I think it's okay for you and I to chop, chop, chop it up about some baseball. Yeah, we could talk a little baseball, even uh, though, I mean, it was a great Bears win, but listen, we got to talk about if every podcast. I don't care. I don't care what your podcast is about this week. If you're not talking about the Bears at some point in your podcast, then are you really <laughs> even a Chicago podcast if you're not mentioning the Bears? Uh, it was a great game, though. Dude, that was. We almost won. Dude, we almost won some money. Dude, I so I wasn't uh, fully paying attention to the first half just because I was working uh, sure. my other job. But then I saw your text, and then that was obviously right after I saw Pettis got the touchdown. I'm like, oh, ho, 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 let's Dude. go. <laughs> Dude, what's crazy was that when I made that bet, Dante Pettis to score a touchdown at any time was like plus 800. So like that was what I felt the most secure about because in gambling, it's like, again, whatever you envision – the rest of the world is envisioning and more often than not, it doesn't happen, right? Because if you're making money on what you envision, then everyone will be a millionaire, right? So it has to be that obscure bet, that thing that's going to be, you know, the one that people aren't thinking about. And Dante Pettis, I said it on the show when you were producing it, said he's a guy that can really get get in the end zone. Uh, Justin Fields likes him and it was a phenomenal play, but unfortunately the rest of our our stuff didn't hit. Elijah Mitchell didn't get in. David Montgomery didn't get in. I guess I expected a little too many points on a, on a rainy day in Chicago, but nonetheless, Bears win, feeling good. Can't wait till next week. And the good, the good feelings have been happening around the city, uh, not only at Soldier Field, but also at Comiskey Park. Man, uh, the the White Sox sitting two and a half games out of first place behind the Cleveland Indians after what some would say was a very, very impressive extended weekend in Oakland. White Sox winning three out of four. Um, I know you were working a lot. I know you didn't uh, pay attention to this much, so I'll ask you more general questions. Um, the, the, the Oakland A's have been a thorn in, in the side of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so so what, what, would, what would you say about a White Sox team that came in on the road uh, and took three out of four against the A's? I mean, I still take that as a huge series win, despite the A's are not been doing that great this year. And then the, the b- biggest take from seeing this series was that Elvis Andres is playing his ass off. Yeah. And he's been coming in huge for the Sox while TA has been out. And so, I mean, when, once TA gets back, if they don't keep him in that starting rotation, that starting lineup, that's just going to be absolute asinine. 
Yeah, it was a revenge, little revenge weekend. Obviously, Elvis Andrews played for the A's earlier in the season. But, you know, when you're talking about his four game stretch on on Thursday, he was two for five. Friday, two for five. Wait, no, let's let's even go back a little bit more. Thursday, two for five, three runs, two RBIs with a homer. I think I think it's it's important to mention the entire stat line there. Uh, Then when you're talking about uh, Friday's game. Two for five, two RBIs with a beautiful double, a crucial double just to extend the lead there. And then on Saturday, two for five, two runs, three RBIs with that home run. And then, of course, yesterday, which he went over three. But don't you feel like it's so hard to sweep a team? You know what I mean? One, it you is. got different pitchers. And, and it's like these guys are grown men that that, that have pride, right? Well, yeah. And especially since it was a four-game series, that's a long stretch on the road and so i mean that yeah i mean that is like to me like damn near impossible to make a sweep like you're yeah. starting you're you're good like your go-to starting guys are already have already pitched and so you're kind of at that last game you're just kind of using whoever you have left <laughs> yeah and just i mean hoping for a win but it's like if you don't you still won the series so i mean I, and the other I thing was, is this right you, you just you can't put up 10 runs every game it's just no. not going to happen right you can hope for it you can want it uh, but you can't. And, and in the final outing on Sunday, Johnny Cueto, man, it's like, isn't it funny how a guy can pitch so well? And even if he has a shit game, you know, one, you know, that one off that outlier, you don't care. You're just like, yeah, bro, you get a pass. Like you can, you can have a bad game. It's a matter of fact, you have two, three bad games, maybe not towards the end of the season, but you know, in, in accumulation, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I honestly nearly forgot that Cueto was on the mound in yesterday's game and you wouldn't have thought of it because he's been pitching so good, but it's just like, I mean, you guys still won the first three. So it's like, I just don't, you don't even think anything of it. Like, just like you said, and it's like, you just kind of brush it off. You're like, ah, yeah. it's, it's okay, Johnny, you can take an off day. And he's had some amazing quality starts as of late, but of course, Sunday in the bottom of the fifth, I mean, it took its toll. I mean, he held the ace to one run leading up to that fifth, which is a, a damning inning. But, you know, I love the fact that, you know, um, he was able to, to to fight through it, right? Cody Thomas gets on uh, with the single. Then Christian Pache uh, gets another single. Sacrifice to try to take the lead. And, 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 you know, it's good good, good baseball, right? Tony Kemp hits the single to bring in the two runs. And then they just continue to pile them on. Um, you, you would have liked um, Miguel Cairo to take him out a little bit earlier. Um, but you know what? He's been battling all season long. I mean, this is exactly what Johnny Cueto does, right? He... Goes deep into games. He gets himself gets himself into some situations, but he could pitch his way out. And again, I don't think anyone is upset at what they've seen so far from Johnny Cueto. And and again, three out of four, winning four out of your last five, taking five out of your last seven from Seattle and or excuse me, yeah, five out of your last seven from Seattle and Oakland. I mean, it just says a lot. And and what do you think? I mean, obviously, I love hearing your perspective on this because you're you're the the North side fan here when TA comes back, what do you think the plan of action should be when it comes to the carousel that will be the Chicago white Sox infield? I mean, I think once TA comes back, I think, I mean, Andres has been killing it at shortstop. And so I remember you guys were talking about that. You think that you said uh, in last episode that you think that TA would be okay with moving at second 
and keeping Andres at. I said, I said, I want, I said, I feel like I, I would want that to be the case, right? Where right, you're, 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 you're a teammate and you're watching this guy perform well. And then you say to yourself, shit, if I can come in at second base, like we're really going to be fucking teams up. Like that's the kind of mentality that I want him to have. But I also want him, which is what Shane said in the last episode. I also want him to have that dog mentality. Like, nah, I'm coming back and you know what I'm saying? I'm playing short, move him over and we're going to fuck people up in, with this specific one. He seems like a total like team first kind of guy. He doesn't seem like a selfish guy. So I think like he'll, whatever that's going to put the team in the best position that I think they'll, they'll make the adjustments and put them where they need to be. But I mean, it's kind of hard to take Andres out of shortstop when he's been killing it over there, not only yeah. offensively, but defensively. So, I mean, that's going to be an interesting move on the White Sox on Cairo. I mean, assuming yeah. that he's still going to be yeah. managing at that yeah. time. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think having, to me, I think having Andres at the short and then keep, and then putting, ta at the second i think that's gonna be stellar i mean that's that's nasty i mean you know you know he has a good glove i think it also takes some pressure away from tim anderson right i think i think sometime at the beginning of the season he felt it right he had a ton of errors to start the start the year off and people were kind of coming down on him and he was you know giving excuses saying hey man i'm still learning the position i'm still you know getting my reps out here and if he were to go over to second not for the long run right he's still our shortstop of the future he will be there in that position but in the short term to take some pressure off of him defensively and allow elvis andrews to still be that that leader in the infield you've seen it he he got mancata smiling he got mancata dancing at third base you know you got romy gonzalez a rookie he instilling some confidence in him right being that guy that he can pair with in the middle infield and of course jose abreu you know he's a fun guy so when he has somebody else to bounce that that joviality off of i don't even know if that's a word but that sounded good um <laughs> i'll put it can, in the vocab yeah right, right, right. <laughs> if, he can, if he can have someone to bounce that off of i mean obviously it does well for the team so it'll be interesting to see where tim anderson comes in now bob nightingale uh tweeted out yesterday that the chicago white Sox all-star shortstop tim anderson is scheduled to see a hand specialist tuesday tomorrow which should determine when or if he can return this season i thought it was all but a certainty that he would return this season, unfortunately. That's, yeah, that's what I thought last time I heard about it. So no. now, now it's just straight up questionable. We don't know what could happen. At all. So, I mean, they've got to determine whether or not he'll even be able to return this season. Obviously, Tim Anderson originally injured on August 7th, got that torn ligament in his left hand. It's supposed to be out only four to six weeks, but it's like Lonzo Ball for the Bulls. Sometimes you just right. don't know how, how that's going to happen. And, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, your torn ligament on your left hand. I mean, that's your fielding glove, right? So if you're playing short, I mean, those balls are coming hot, you know, and 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 obviously no issues with your throwing hand. But if you need to field and we need you, we need you out there, it's going to be tough. So, I mean, man, I guess like in the time right now, because the Sox have a pretty like easy schedule remaining and they're catching fire and like they got this team under control. I yeah. think it it'd be. I mean, I would be a little less concerned now because like because of how the Sox are playing, you don't really need TA at the moment, but as long as they're make sure that he's back for playoffs, yeah. Knock on wood, Sox make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Then I mean, that I feel like we should really start ra- raising concern. I mean, listen, if the Sox can get to the playoffs uh and he's there, obviously that's going to be a huge huge lift for the Chicago White Sox. Now, uh are you a big World Baseball Classic guy, Tyler? 
Um, I mean, I'll tune into it if I see it, okay. but I mean, I'm, okay. I'm not like. Well, you know, TA is going to be on that team. So it'll be, you know, his injury is going to affect that as well yeah. to see if, you know, he's going to be able to play with Team USA. But, you know, I mean, he's a gamer. I like that he's playing. I think it's always good when you get to play with guys that are, you know, all-star type level because then it kind of, you know, it's like Zach Levine. I keep bringing that every time I talk about basketball. Zach Levine, when he went to go play with Team USA, right, when you're in the same room in the same court as Kevin Durant, some of the best players in the, in the world, and you get to see their work ethic, you get to see how they perform, you get to see how serious they take the game, and that rubs off on you, which then in turn rubs off on your teammates because they get to see that that level as well. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with T.A. Hopefully he can get back, and hopefully Miguel Cairo can continue to make some great decisions. Um, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to the Southsiders podcast. You should download the Odyssey app. Make sure you hit your reminders so that you can find out when new episodes pop out with myself, Shane Reardon, and of course, Tyler Buterball. Speaking of Miguel Cairo, uh, he's making the decisions in the present, but that might not be the case in in, in a little bit. Um, Chicago White Sox manager Tony Larusa, he says he's recovering well after having a pacemaker inserted for his heart and uncertain when he'll return to the club. I mean, first of all, that's wild that you had to have a pacemaker like that. People yeah. are like, you're, you're going to die right now if you don't get to the hospital. Once that news broke out yesterday, I was just like, I didn't know it was that serious. But I'm I like, mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I mean, he said it himself. LaRusso was quoted as saying health is nothing to mess with. And I think that, you know, he's absolutely right. And he continued and said, uh, so I got checked in Chicago. And the reason that I flew to Arizona is that uh, that's been the place since the 90s that I've had my physicals. They addressed it, they fixed it, and now it's just a question of regaining strength. And, you know, obviously, I mean, geez, at that age, it's, it's tough to regain that strength. You don't have a lot of muscle mass, you know, and then obviously any kind of weeks that are taken off from that constant physical activity, you know, it, it makes a difference. But, you know, LaRusso was there on Sunday, um, obviously for Dave Stewart's jersey retirement by the athletics, um, but he didn't manage the team. You know, he's going to be 78 in October, so a couple of weeks away. Um, so, a question: how, Let's say, let's say, let's say you were the GM of the White Sox. How would you handle this situation? So, how I would do it is because it's it's basically clear that Cairo's got a better handle on this team, and he's managing the Sox way better than Larusa was all season. But I think, as terrible as it sounds, this could be like the good excuse that will save the White Sox management's ass by not, not, <laughs> not making the conversation like, yeah. Oh, Hey, Larusa, you've been doing a decent job <laughs> managing this season, but Cairo's doing it better. And this is how we're going to go for yeah. the remainder of the season. They can pull it off. Hey, like you just had a pacemaker put into you wild. It's like, like, and you want, because, like, because, because what, think about it. Think about if that was your grandfather, you'd yeah. be like, yo, abuelo, you are not going to be coaching anymore. No. I'd be like, you lay your ass and sit low. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it just down. Take they a got break, it, dude. Like, yeah, like you got money. You don't need accolades. Like, if that was my grandfather, I would definitely be like, that's it. I would. Yeah. Know, that's it. Take. Shut that shit down here. I'll make you some rice and beans. Let's go drink a beer. Like what you're not going to do is be stressing yourself. I Because it's added stress, right? I mean, coaching right. the White Sox is stressful. First of all, coaching in the major leagues is stressful. Let alone coaching the White Sox, a team that's underperforming with a unique scenario by having you, Tony La Russa, as the manager. I mean, it, it, it's tough, right? And 
And I mean, being around the city of Chicago, like Chicago fans, they, tough. Don't, they don't take it lightly. <laughs> it's a tough town. It's so tough town. Especially he doesn't need to be in that environment because At let's all. say he gets back. Oh, the 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 chants are coming. I Dude, guarantee if he gets right back now. and they let's say they go, you know, you know, they lose three out of four or something like that, you know, because 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 the, the thing is this, if the sock Cairo's nine and four right now with the White Sox, mm-hmm. if if they were playing bad teams the entire time, then you could make an argument that, oh, you know, it was an easy schedule or whatever. But you played Seattle. You went on the road and beat, beat Oakland. You know, you beat Minnesota. I mean, you've, you've beat some some high-quality teams. And, you know, now that you have a little bit of stretch run with some easier opponents in Colorado and such, I mean, you're going to – it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening. But but Cairo uh, talked to the press. No, he was quoted as saying, I'm glad to see him, talking about Tony La Russa. He looks really good. I've been talking to him, so I know how he feels. And he's feeling good and he's smiling. I'm glad to see him. I know the whole team is glad to see him. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a – that seems doesn't so. sound like an endorsement that I would want right there. <laughs> yeah. um, but then they talked more about, you know, Tony LaRusso's, <clears throat> excuse me, Tony LaRusso's plan. And it's that he's going to, so he flew home with the team yesterday. He's the whole team gets Monday off and then they're going to see what's next for him. And, and Tony LaRusso said, he said, I don't plan on being in uniform until they say it's time to put on a uniform again. And, and, you know, I don't know, man, when you hear things like, I've had my issue fixed. I'm mending. I'm mending. What are you, a damn doll? Like somebody <laughs> stitch you up, bro? Like what do you mean you're mending? And then he says, uh, when it when when it gets better at some point, I'll be strong enough to do a triathlon. No, bro. Bro, you can't even run to the home plate fast <laughs> enough to stop TA. <laughs> right, 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 right. How can you get out there and make some argument? And then you know it sucks too for Miguel Cairo. It's like I think back to his tenacity. I think back to his you know, involvement in the team and how he's kind of accepted responsibility for the squad. And it, it's going to have to suck to take a step back, right? Right. You're full, fully invested and fully committed to this team. And then now all of a sudden the coach comes back and, and you have ideas and decisions that you feel like he's not making it. I'm sure it's going to make for an uncomfortable dugout. Well, like in a situation that's kind of similar is like that season where Kyle Orton was leading the Bears all the way in the playoffs. And then dollar like- for every time you bring up the Bears. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> and then Rex Grossman came back and then they he blew it. So it's like it's kind of that situation where you got a guy that's led you throughout the whole season, and then you're gonna make the last minute switch, and then you're gonna expect that it's just gonna go. Yeah, that's the expectation. But hopefully, you know, the good thing is, and this is what I've talked about all season long, right, Tyler? The players, the players themselves, they are the ones that feel the pressure. They are the ones that have the chip on their shoulder right now. And Everyone would agree that not only has Miguel Cairo done a fa- fantastic job, but the players of the Chicago White Sox have done an equally tremendous job. And that begins with pitching. Yeah. Cease has been handling business. Lance Lynn, Johnny Cueto, despite the outing yesterday, Giolito has stepped up. And now today, as the White Sox start their series with the Colorado Rockies, you get a guy like Michael Kopech that wants to be out there. L- listen, I will never, ever in my entire life question Kopech's desire to be on that mound, obviously, during the COVID season when he didn't play and he was dealing with his, you know, personal issues, we'll call them. I questioned his desire and his love, but I don't know the guy. And that was foolish of me to do it in that way. And now that I've seen him play, I've seen his tenacity. That 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 man wants to be out there. I can't say it he enough. Does. And it's like it's tough to see that because like he's been struggling so bad. 
and like but it's like it's out of his control and he's like he yeah. want like you said he wants to play but it's just it, injuries get the best of him it is michael kopech four and nine on the season with a 3.7 adra got 102 k's on the season and 57 walks i mentioned this before in the podcast that that's something that i pay attention to when i'm gambling a lot i look at the pitcher and i try to see their strikeout to walk ratio and i I, I, I believe in pitchers that have at least at, you need at least a two to one ratio for me to believe in you. But when you have a three to one, it's when you can really start putting some money down and understanding that you're dealing with a quality pitcher. And unfortunately, Kopech not even sitting at that two to one mark, but his opponent on the other side, Chad Cole, just as bad. Six and eight on the year with a five point three eight ERA, 92 strikeouts, 50 walks. So he's kind of sort of right around the same ratio as Michael Kopech. So. It's going to be an interesting game. And, Tyler, I'll tell you this. This is something not a lot of people are paying attention to. So the White Sox, for about a week now, they've been sitting at, at, uh, with the best batting average in Major League Baseball. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they were sitting, hovering right around third all year long. And they finally managed to, to get up to first. But, but they were struggling to score runs, right? And that was the big issue. The long ball was something that was stifling the offensive production. But Colorado's a sneaky team, man. They're kind of like the White Sox where they're, they're underperforming a bit, but they're fifth in batting average in the league and when it comes to home runs the long ball you know they're right where the white Sox are the Sox are 23rd rockies are 22nd so again it might just be one of those games especially with these two pitchers it's, it's like kind of like a push like you're not it's not like a it's not like a gimme you know right Kopech could change that if he pitches well right if if he pitched like if he has a good night then he's gonna be lights out but it's like yeah if he pitches well then there shouldn't be any issue but it's like it all depends of which Kopech's going to come out and pitch. Very true. Very true. The game, obviously, here in Chicago, weather's kind of shitty. So I feel like he would thrive in something like that. Like, Kopech just seems like a guy that wants to be in the trenches. Yeah. You know? And, and, and in Colorado, I know the weather sucks out there. But, dude, yesterday's Bears game, today's Sox game, I mean, it might just be, like, super, super shitty. Actually, uh, this, they play tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah, they're off tonight. Oh, they're off today. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I'm so hyped up. I'm ready. To- <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be beautiful. 84 and sunny. Um, Chicago weather's playing, doing Chicago things and going through hoops. But, yeah, of Tuesday course. is when the game starts. Kopech on the mound. So that'll be a good one. And then, of course, Wednesday, if things do go bad in that game, in game one, you got Dylan Cease on the bump. So uh, what do you think is going to happen in this upcoming series against the Colorado, the short two-game series against the Colorado Rockies? It's only two games, and I think Kopech will do enough to get the Sox to win tomorrow, and then obviously it's Cease. I mean, I'm, I feel and like – And during the day. And during the day? Yeah, oh, 1 o'clock game. You know it's money. That's just – Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going sweep. I mean, I have to – it's tradition in this yeah. podcast. We just <laughs> sweep. <laughs> sweep. Everyone bet sweep. Yeah, I think, it, I think what would be really cool, Tyler, is if the fans really show up tomorrow. You yeah. know, on a nice, beautiful day, really give Kopech the energy that he needs to perform well and and make it a hostile environment. You know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Every single game that's left for the Chicago White Sox should have a playoff type atmosphere. And that would be the case tomorrow, 7-10, when Michael Kopech takes the mound for the Chicago White Sox. After that, Thursday, before we talk to you guys, White Sox head out to Cleveland for a one game set to make up. For something that happened earlier in the season, then they go to Detroit for three and then back to Cleveland for another three. We got Central Division foes from the 15th of September all the way to the 29th. So 
Let's see. Oh, we yeah. got four, eight, 12, 13 games in a row against the AL Central. So uh, we've said it a million times before, and we got to say it again. It's a big stretch run for the White Sox uh, as they, they take could, on the AL Central. They could end up taking the lead in the, the division. We thought that. I thought week. we could have been yeah. over, over the weekend, but somehow, some way, even though they won three out of four, they, they lost the game. Because on Friday, yeah. they were only one and a half games back, and now they're sitting two and a half behind the Cleveland Indians. But it'll be interesting. It'll be a tough run. Definitely. Um, and we'll continue to talk about it here on the Southsiders podcast. So make sure, again, you guys download that Odyssey app so you can subscribe Get your notifications so you can find out when new episodes come on board. Shane's uh, dealing with a bear Monday. He's eating some chicken right now at the office from <laughs> Joe's uh, Seafood and, and, and Crab House or whatever the hell it's called. I'm well, jealous yeah. of him. I'm hoping there's some leftover when I go. There's going to be zero leftover by the time. You I get don't think there is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For my guy, Tyler Buterball, and of course, myself, Gabe Ramirez, we appreciate you. Make sure that you also follow us on social media, Southsider670. And until next time, hopefully White Sox will be in first place or a little bit closer.